Welcome back, everybody around the world, and shout out to Wichita, Kansas. We know what's going on over there. Got a big following over there. Remember, Anthony? Yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, man. Champagne soccer, we back. We talking about the beautiful things surrounding the most important and biggest sport in the world, football, soccer. Ephraim, Anthony, Cletus, Marcus, the whole gang is here. What's going on, y'all? What's happening, fellas? Miss you guys. I'm shot ready. For sure, man. Welcome back, E. Yeah, glad to have you back, E. What's up, everybody? Hey, Anthony, you got you got your shot ready? Yeah, man. I got uh, I don't want to expose too much, but let's just say some uh, fumes smelling like FC Hollywood was put up in the air. That's too cool. That's Thomas. Yeah, and before shout out to the filthy fellas. They said Americans shouldn't be talking about the beautiful game. We gonna do it in. Oh, whoa! Took a slight at us, huh? Okay. (laughs) Oh shit! Yeah, the wars are starting. It's all good. This is what it's all about. Spirit, one love, one one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a number one. We gonna be number one. Damn it! I don't have time for that. (laughs) <laughs> they all are Arsenal fans, too, so let's get into that later. Let's talk about the matches that happened today and starting off with Bayern München nil, Manchester City 3, a matchup between, I thought, the two most talented teams in Europe, also the world, two exciting attacking teams, theoretically, but Bayern's attack did not show up today. Um, Anthony, before the match, you predicted 4-1 and ended up being 3-0. You said Holland would have a brace. He ended up having two goal contributions, a goal and an assist. So you weren't far off. Amsterdamus strikes again. So how do you feel about the match and the setup and everything moving forward? feel great. It's good to know uh, the checks I'm writing are being cashed. <clears throat> Uh, I hope FIFA doesn't do any investigations on City. Um, you know, the treble is still within our grabs, Stan. Uh, Holland drifted left for his assist contribution. I just want to throw the versatility out there. Uh, that was beautiful. Stones playing a double pivot. It was ex- excellent. We watched the game together. We noticed him and Rodri. Uh, rotating in different levels of the attack, which provided stability against the counter. Uh, City basically swarmed Bayern. Uh, they they blocked them in, and it was even the times that they tried to catch him on the counter, on the wing, a key was locking Komen up, uh, or whoever tried to get past him on that side, and Diaz had vicious slide tackling and uh, defensive stops uh, on his end. So did the kanji. So the back back line held it down. And with that formation clicking, Europe should be shaking. Mm. John Stone's man of the match. And that formation, the 3-2-4-1, it was, they say, influenced by, you know, Thomas Tuchel, the new Bayern München coach. In four matches, it looks like he's tricked off two cups. 
Cletus, you tried to warn the masses about this when he got fired from Chelsea. Do you feel vindicated? What's going on in your mind when you saw this result come to an end? I mean, you know, when the, the appointment happened of Thomas Tuchel at FC Bayern München, I said, City, welcome. Pep, welcome. I pray that you come and beat us 3-0, 4-0. And, you know, I'm getting what I asked for. Sadly, this is what I expected. The team, honestly, this game, I feel like the team has just digressed since Tutras came in. But in this game in general, they just look all over the place. No intensity. Um, you know, yeah, honestly, just no intensity, no creativity. Um, very flat. I feel like with Kimmage, he was kind of scared to attack because he was sitting on a yellow. So if he got another one, he's going to miss the next leg. So he was very cautious. Um, even looking at some of the substitution, I feel like they were wrong at the timing that they came on, especially with Mane coming on a little bit earlier than Muller. Um, Muller came on for about, what, maybe 15 minutes, but there wasn't any creativity in the offense. I feel like everything was flat. The only individual that really showed, you know, any intensity was more so maybe, um, let's say, Sané. Sané showed a lot of intensity, Pavard, but, you know, besides that, there wasn't much showing from the team, honestly. Hey, quick question, because I'm uh, forgive me, Claytus, for missing this. I know you guys mentioned this in the chat, one of the chats earlier. What what was up with uh, Mueller? Why, why do you why wasn't he starting? Or, or anything? I mean, that's 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 another thing. Yeah. Like you know, just looking at the lineup in general and looking at how Byron has played with Mueller in the Champions League this season and previous season, especially with teams who are very like um, dominant with ball possessive. He's great at you know creating space and linking up plays for, like, you know, the Sanes and the Colmans and the Gnabrys. But this time around, having somebody like uh, Gnabry up there, he's not he's not a number nine. He can't hold up play. And it's like he prefers to either dribble at you or coming inside, and he was pretty much limited this whole game. Hey, Glass, one more question, Dan, real quick. If Let's just say hypothetically, I I, I think we all under consensus that, that City's probably more than likely going to move on with this. Let's just say Bayern was still in it. What changes would you want to see in that team for the next leg? That's a good question. Um, I will more so have, have Muller play up top, have the same uh, wingers minus Gnabry. And I feel like this time around, I think in defense, we might go with the back three instead of a back four. But nothing else would change besides that. I just feel like being able to play the back three as they've done so much this season, they've kind of like grown used to that. And it, you know, it helps, especially in the tag, it helps, you know, Sane and Gnabry, um, Muller, Musiala, and all being able to play together and having like that good balance instead of having like, you know, like you and I was talking about Dan, having like six attacking players on the field. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe attacking with five and then defending with five. So that's something I think they should go back to as well. All right. I got more context for you about uh, Thomas Muller not starting. Thomas Tuchel said, and I quote, we wanted runners and quick dribblers who are fast over distance. Sadio's an option off the bench. Benching Thomas was a difficult decision. I love Thomas, but we're not expecting a typical Thomas Muller game tonight. We had a conversation before the game. It was perfectly fine. Thomas is smart. He knows what it's about. 
There is zero power, uh, zero problems about his qualities, his style of play, his pace. Things don't fit that well today, end quote. So that's why Thomas Muller did not start. Lost boy. Tucho predicted yeah, that it was a quick kamikaze, old school Bundesliga match, a lot of actions, a lot of counter pressing, and he didn't think Muller's old legs could handle the stress. Man, the same Muller that's mm-hmm. played in the Champions League this season yep. and helped Byron to be undefeated. Hey, man, the new, system, on, man. Man. new system alert. Time to lose. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's looking like. Yeah, that was whack. That's whack. That's a that's a that's a horrible horrible take on Thomas Muller uh, from from the coach. It is, but welcome Sorry. our special guest, Mike Say, all of our friend Chelsea fan, Dallas Cowboy fan, Boston Ooh. Celtic fan, one of the stars of the Act Like You Know podcast. That's AKT Like You Know podcast. Man of many of many talents. This is his first time on the pod, but not his last time. What's going on, Mike? Welcome. What's going on, gentlemen? First of all, thank you guys for having me. I'm glad to be here, man. This has been highly anticipated. I've been I've been needing to be on this joint, you know. But I'm just glad to I'm like glad to be here. I'm glad to be here while we're on this topic. Yeah, you put up at the right time. Definitely at the right time. Definitely at the right time. And um, yeah, man. Um, I guess I'll just go ahead and I'll go ahead and give my, my little two cents on Thomas today. Me personally, I asked Clay this earlier. I, 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 are we allowed to cuss on here? Man, have at it. I, that's, that's I don't know what the fuck type of tactic Thomas Tuchel was running in that joint. Can someone give me a tactical breakdown? Because I did. Because I, I, I mean, because to, for me personally, right at a certain point in time, once you see the game getting away from you, Thomas Tuchel, as an experienced coach, quote unquote, where you're supposed to make an adjustment because you have to understand there's a second leg. Those adjustments weren't made. And now the whole thing is gone. It's, it's over with. It's done. And so to Clayton's defense, I could definitely see his, I could definitely see his frustrations. And I mean, uh, I don't know, bro. Thomas B, he 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 pepped himself today. He he like he out pep pep. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Uh Tuchel, he set up the squad in a four-two-three-one. But the issue was that Nabry, as the false nine, was ineffective. The team played um, through Sané. Musiala through the middle wasn't able to take advantage of his dribbling abilities because he was compressed in the midfield. It was difficult. Coleman wasn't able to take advantage of his one-on-ones with Aki, who did a great job. It was just poor tactics. Um, When you know that City has been playing in this 3-2-4-1. You have to stretch them out with width. You have to use your pace and your depth to use them to push back because they have Grealish and Bernardo Silva, who was also amazing today. He also had a goal and assist. You have wingers playing also as wingbacks. So when you have dangerous wingers, arguably the best collection of wingers in the world, you have to exploit that. So putting Musiala down the middle was a waste. Putting Nabri, yeah, he tried to drop his top to humble himself. He don't want to look like the weekend no more. Fine. But now you don't, you're not doing nothing on the pitch. You're just running. You're looking lost. It's looking like you need to take that number seven off your back. I don't know what's going on with him. 
Mane, hey, well, let's move on with him. He he needs to come to MLS. The- yeah, MLS. To- <laughs> MLS. MLS. Wait, wait, wait. But the biggest issue I'll say is that uh, Tucho was too scared while mm. Pep was confident in what he's built up and stayed with it, and it worked out. The only thing that he changed from what he's done recently is he put in Bernardo on the right over Mares, and it was the right choice because he penetrated Alfonso Davies. He was whooping his ass. They had to bring Goretzka to help the double, and that's what opened up more space in the middle for them to exploit. So, yeah, great job by City. Yeah, very interesting that the Athletic just put out a, an article about Pep and his over, quote-unquote overthinking in the Champions League, and I think they was mentioning something about like last season when they beat Atletico in the quarterfinals, and they and it was what they kind of they didn't necessarily park the bus, but they didn't really go for it like they really could have in the second leg of that at that uh at that uh that nil nil tie. So yeah, yeah. So uh, but but it is interesting, and and you know, admittedly, before we came on, I was just telling Dan like, yeah, man, City rolling. They 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 are definitely. Even in the in the Premier League, uh, man, woof. I, I'd much rather to see them win than Arsenal, but, man, they are coming on strong. So uh, they're a force to be reckoned with, and I might have to change my thoughts on on them in the Champions League is how they're looking right now. So it this sure. be the year for Pep Guardiola? It yeah, might be, man. I might have to agree with Anthony. Sorry, Dan. Now you're good, but uh, let's talk about the other match real quick, Mike. Say your boy, Lukaku. And enter Milan with the upset over Benfica 2-0. This match, I think I and many people expected Benfica to win. They've been on fire in the Portuguese League and the Champions League. I think they've only lost like two or three matches all year. They set up in their typical 4-2-3-1. My boy, Jao Mario, was on the right wing. He was at fault for the handball that gave Lukaku the penalty. The first goal was scored by Nicola Barella. Uh, how do you guys feel about this match? Do you guys think this draw as well is over? Or can Benfica turn it around in the second leg in Milan? From the part of the game I've seen, the highlights I've seen, honestly, Benfica definitely, you know, controlled the game early on. I feel like Inter had few chances of scoring. Nothing concrete in attack. So, you know, Italian teams, I feel like they're definitely – showing some type of improvement towards the end of the season right now. And I think the second leg is definitely going to be a free-for-all. I don't see Inter scoring, you know, two goals and defending a goal. So it's definitely up for Benfica to win, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, just piggybacking off of Clay, personally, uh, just personally, I don't, like, I don't fear. Inter, Inter could be had, you know what I mean? And Benfica has nothing to lose. I've seen Benfica play like they have nothing to lose, and I feel like they will be coming out swinging um, at, at at when they go back to Inter his house. Um, I mean, listen, I haven't been seeing free flowing football from Inter Milan. Granted, they've been coming up, they've been they've been getting their wins though. You know, they've been doing what they had to do to get they they dubs, and it hasn't hasn't been pretty. And, so, and sometimes with soccer, it's not going to be pretty. Um, but nonetheless, credit to them. Credit to Romelu Lukaku. You know what I'm saying, and stepping up when he can, and when when his name is called, you know, knocking down the shot. Because I've seen people on other teams miss penalties, so we can't take none of that for granted. So, 
<clears throat> but nonetheless, though, I mean, I don't think the tide is over at all. So we'll see. For sure. And uh, by the way, there yeah. is a uh, in fifth place in Syria. They're only one point behind fourth place and two points behind third place. So it's gonna be hot coming down to the stretch. So what's what are your thoughts? See, my bad. You good, man. I cut you off. Hey, I, I see a little different. See, I, I I'm not saying that, yeah, I agree. They can be had. Absolutely, Inter can be had. Uh, as you said, they're not really, you know, knocking heads in the uh Serie A either. At the same time, you know how these Italian teams are. They're good with nil-nil uh, draws and and one-nil wins and stuff like that. So I could see them holding back, like parking the bus, as you might say, not really letting uh, – letting, yeah, give give uh, Benefica all the possession in the world. I mean, they, like you said, Mike, they, they control possession in this game. Well, excuse me, I think Clayton said that they control possession in this game. At the same time, I, yeah, I, I see them just holding, holding four down. Not letting anything go by. Maybe get, you know, Benefica may get a couple shots off. But, yeah, I, I see him just holding out. This might be like a 2-0, maybe 3-0, uh, maybe 2-1 aggregate. Uh, so I, I don't see any much more scoring going on. I don't see them really losing this either. And, yeah, shout out to Lukaku for uh, getting that goal, especially after getting sent off for that bullshit. So. Hey. It's so weird to see uh Mikatarian play, bro. <laughs> like I'm I'm seeing him in an insert jersey. I'm like, you're still playing. My man is now a defensive midfielder, man. Working hard. <laughs> he was sitting deep, like in the mid in the deep line playmaker role while Barella would make crazy runs. Their setup is interesting. Um, I think the issue with Benfica in the league is that they have 10 losses. They've had instances when they've lost structure in that midfield. And, you know, there's some people that think, oh, Milan Skriniar isn't as focused because he's already going to PSG. Maybe we don't need to play him anymore. Excuse me. So that's why they've been playing Bastoni, Acerbi, and Darmian together. And I think also Skriniar, he was dealing with issues. He's injured, so... That's hurt them. And also DeVridge, he's been having issues. He's lost form this year. But, hey, that Croatian midfield, we always talk about Luka Modric. We talk about Kovacic sometimes. But Brozovic, that brother holds it down. And he gives the, his teammates the freedom to play for Barella and Mkhitaryan to make those runs. So I, I got to salute Brozovic as well. But I, I agree with y'all. I think... I think Inter's going to hold it down. They about to be at home and just sit back, park the bus, and take the 1-1 draw or a 1-0 loss and just advance. Yeah, yeah, but to counter that, y'all don't think, y'all don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, y'all don't think uh, Benfica got the midfield to break that down eventually? <clears throat> um, I mean, did they I do it today? They didn't do it today, That's but I think, I think the difference is that, yeah, they have the talent to do it, but they played into Inter's hands. We're just going to sit back, absorb pressure, counterattack you, be disciplined, and it worked for a 2-0 a advantage. So at home, I think they're going to do the same thing. Benfica has to play on the forefront because they're chasing goals, and that right. plays into Inter's hands to just counter them to death again. So that's the reason why I think Benfica might fall short on their attack, you know, their chances to come back. 
Respect. And Mike, and Mike, I'll give you this. If 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 Benfica could score early, it could get high. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they yeah. real early. I mean, real I'm early. Just, I, I, and I'm just 15, 20 minutes. That's what and, I mean. And I'm just throwing in, like, because I know the CL, bro. It's max. Mm. I'm just throwing in the CL magic. You know what I'm saying? Like, any, like, it's, it'd be it'd be crazy in the CL, bro. I see yeah. things. So it's just like, but, you know, I mean, logic would say, yeah, I mean, they would definitely, you know, that these these Italians, they're not to play D. So they're just going to play. <laughs> right. <laughs> For sure. But hey, let's talk about this real quick. Uh, Ephraim, you touched on it uh, last week in the Italian Cup. Inter Milan playing Juventus. Inter was down 1 0. They get a penalty. Lukaku steps up, makes it, ties the match. He was getting racially abused. He did his celebration where he puts finger in front of his mouth, shushing the fans, saluting. He gets a second yellow card, red card. The Italian FA does not rescind the card, so he's out three matches for foolishness. Uh, how do you guys feel about the Italian FA's treatment of the, maintaining the red card? And him getting verbally abused by Juve fans, because we know this this ain't nothing new. That, that's, that's hate. I mean, hate. It, that shit is hate, bro. I mean, yeah, that's that. Y'all know that's not the first time he did that celebration, right? Yeah, he did it today, and nothing was wrong. But I'm trying to figure out what what made it so bad that time. Am I missing certain information? Was he told like not to? This Italy. He was getting it's Italy abused. Yeah, that's why. This Come time on, we all know how Italy, Italy is. Yep. He tells the fans to shush. They don't like it. That's what it is. So they don't rescind the red card, guys, but Juve has to suspend that corner from having fans for a match. So so that does that not show that he shouldn't have gotten the second yellow? What is that? I, I don't even know what they're trying to achieve with that. I think they brought it down to a one-game ban, but at the end of the day, like, that should have been a decision where the board goes back and says, yeah, we understand the uh, the ref gave a second yellow, but in this context, like that's, you you cannot give a card for that. And, you know, Italy is just slow to catch up to reality, but what can you expect? Like, again, I'm going to repeat myself. Is there anything different that he did in this celebration that he did he say something to the ref, or is there is there any detail that we're living uh, like leaving out? Because I, like I said, I don't think this is the first time I've seen Lukaku do that same exact celebration. So I'm confused as to why this time was it because he did it at the center? Like, it, what is it? Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. I've been I've been looking back and forth to see if there like any kind of reports that dug up something that he may have yeah. said. Like, did he bump the ref? Did he? The ref? Did he yeah, hit you know. Like, was it a last warning situation? Nothing, bro. Nothing. But we, but like we said yeah, earlier, man, we all know the history of Italy. I mean, look, yeah, football, is, we all know, has racism big. all over, right? But Italy, at the end of the day, I think y'all touched on it, one of the last ones to catch up to reality. Like, they they just known, and them in Spain, <laughs> they just they just real bad with, with the racism, so. Yeah, the Italians, I mean, their greatest manager of all time, the Argosacci, coach AC Milan, the national team, Parma, Real Madrid, Atletico, so many others. This man in 2015 said, "Hey, man, I'm I'm end quote. I'm certainly not racist, and my history as a coach demonstrates that. But when I look at the Vigoro Youth Tournament, I would say there's too many black players." 
Italy has no dignity, no pride. <laughs> End quote, hey, man. That's what that's what goes on over there. Look at Balotelli. He he could tell yeah. you all the racism he uh endured while growing up. You know what I'm saying? As as an, as an Italian and from a young, a very young age. Not like he was just came over here over to Italy at like in his 20s or something. He was like raised in Italy, has an Italian last name. You know, so come on, man. Like we all know. <laughs> Niggas gotta sign a petition or something because that shit don't make no fucking sense. Yeah. Hey, hey bro. Well, to be honest, I'm gonna say this. Why did he go back to that league? If 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 we already don't had other examples, Moses King, him before, hey, his other people don't felt that. Why you go back over there, bro? Chelsea yeah, didn't bring it's him. Not home. like it's not like you can void it anywhere. Didn't they just have Chelsea? You know they had to put a blue message about. They were racially abusing somebody. They had to, I think they were home, put in homosexual rants or disrespecting well, some yeah. players. But it's at least with, with that. So, least with, I don't know. It's just, hey, it happens everywhere, man. We know how it how it goes. So Yeah, but at least with the UK, they're going to, like, acknowledge that, actually, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but hey, hey bro, they don't even time. need. When blacks miss the penalty, England, no what did they do? Everybody's a scapegoat, right? So we can't act like England's a pretty place for racism. They invented it. No, nah, but what they They're will do is ban their fans, and they won't. They won't give a card. They won't give them a suspension. They wouldn't. You're right. They wouldn't give them suspension to to Lukaku for for voicing his opinion. Man. We oh, got to cool, see it. We got to see it. We don't know. That's all I'll say. I'm not gonna act like the English FA has morals. That's nah, all I'm I, I ain't. I don't think they're gonna do what the Italian FA did though. I don't know. I look at them they're the same. English. They, they, they're the same. They're the same because the FA definitely have their record of looking straight hey. and much promoting no racism in the middle of the pitch. Yeah, now, English. Yeah, Jordan Henderson said something crazy to my man Gabriel. Even Firmino was looking at him like that ain't right, and they was like, "Nah, he ain't say nothing." Because your man Marcus's big homie Hendo had to sell a book, right? You bought it yet, Marcus? <laughs> hey, bro. You know I ain't bought that book. I ain't bought Pep Linda's book. I'm... Hey, man. Come on, man. You got a Liverpool book club you can start over there. That's next. <laughs> hey, we might as well get into it, Marcus. Our teams played against each other this weekend. Arsenal took a 2-0 lead. An incident happened. Granite Shaka hyped up the mystical Anfield fans. Woke up nonsense. Tricked off a two-goal lead. Zinchenko gets ripped. Robertson crosses it in. Equalizer. Zinchenko gets subbed off and cries. Yeah, why was he crying? Yeah, yeah. He's an R&B <laughs> thug. Man. He's an R&B thug. Whoa, 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 whoa. You yeah. know why he was crying? Because he got mixed in the box. Oh, I thought I thought he was crying because he got an email to say he had to go to war or something. I mean, it ain't that bad. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Ramsdale won man of the match, even though the match was 2-2. So that lets you know Liverpool definitely should have won. <laughs> Marcus, how did you feel about the result? Um, in the beginning, I, I instantly was uh, saying to myself, God damn, this midfield is shit. Uh, um, the young boys on y'all side were doing very well. Um, I don't know how Martinelli got in that space. He's next. Um, soccer was I, – I thought – so I thought it was funny. We played with three in the back mainly. I, I, it's funny. Everybody doing the same shit. 
Yeah, um, in the first three. half. Yeah, so in the first half we didn't implement it because I guess y'all was like he Klopp was trying to see if y'all was gonna man mark all across, and then when he seen that, and we really couldn't play out the back. Second half we switched to the I guess the Pep AKA Tuco AKA uh, Julian uh, tactics as you, as we would say, and uh, Trent was in the midfield as all these internet thugs keep wanting. <laughs> and, <laughs> And I get to him, he kind of bossed it. I mean, not do, I mean, he did defend, but again, this summer we gotta we gotta get some guys. But in that match, um, yeah, y'all y'all woke up the fortress, bro. I told y'all about playing with Thanos, bro. Um, y'all woke us up. We got that goal. Mo, Mo trick Mo tricked the win once. Tanate tricked the win the second time, uh, and we can end it off on that because um, – and, Clay, what are y'all teaching that boy in France? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Clay. What's going on with the French defenders? Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, know, Clay man. He's like the best French defender this year, and I that's mean, bad. Ever since that 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 comment came out from uh, Desai, I think it hasn't been looking good for my two boys. Oh yeah, he did. He did say yeah, yeah. McConnell's more like me. Konate is good, but Upper McConnell's the one. Yeah, not been looking good for my boys. Okay, in mix today. Yeah, looking for, looking for God. Yeah, man. Speaking of a guy that never got mixed, or nah, let's say never, because everyone has their moment. There's a big discussion on the web about who's the best center back in Premier League history. There's, you know, votes going on for the Premier League Hall of Fame. Um, you know, recently Arsene Wenger and Alex Ferguson were the first managers to be inducted. You know, so now there's discussions about John Terry, uh, Rio Ferdinand, Nemanja Vidic, uh, Saul Campbell, Vincent Company, who is the best center back of the Premier League era. So, you know, each of y'all give us your answer. And of course, we all biased because we do have a contender, you know, among us and all of, of all of our fan bases. So try to be objective. Uh, Mike Say started off from your perspective, who is the best Premier League center back you've ever seen? Uh, I'm torn either between Vincent Company or John Terry. Personally, um, I seen that on the topic list, and I, and I I need I need I need to hear why this Vincent Company comment. I'm 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 really really mixed. Nah, cause cause he. By the way, he is the first center back to be inducted in the Premier League Hall of Fame. So the reason why I thought of him high enough to put him to give him that you know designation why I even consider Vincent was because like coming up so like coming up I remember just seeing Vincent Company a lot like for for to me at the time Vincent Company was like the face to me for me personally that's how I looked at it <clears throat> as a young nigga because at the time I was a casual soccer fan okay I, I didn't watch every single game and everything like I do now by the time I was a casual soccer fan man and Vincent Company was to me was the face of 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 City. I could be wrong, but for me, he was he was the captain, man. He scored the him, goals. Him and him, him and Yaya Torre were yeah, the two the niggas that I looked at as like, yo, these two guys are them. <clears throat> but obviously, you know, as it relates to John Terry, I don't have to speak too much, bro. We all know what John Terry did. He was the he was the backbone of Chelsea. He was the backbone of our success. He he bleeds blue. 
You know what I'm saying? He bleeds that DNA that that made us who we are. You know what I'm saying? Who we were, who we are today. And so I'm saying I, I still can't. I still can't. I mean, if I'm going, like I said, you said don't be biased, but I'm gonna have to go John Terry. But you know, just seeing a black boy do it, you feel me? With his athleticism, with his swag that he carried, the confidence that he carried, I fuck with company. For sure, for sure. Marcus, let it be known. You got Van Dyke. And we standing on it, man. I mean, I, I'll say this era, right now that we in, you you kind of got to give him the claim because I would say he single-handedly changed the Liverpool defense the year he came over in January. What is that? He led us to a title. He led us to the Champions League. We got all the, you know, all our silverware. Longevity? No, I ain't, I can't, I ain't, I couldn't give him, I probably couldn't even put him in the hall until like he got to play like maybe five more years before I could consider that. Now, I do respect company in the sense because I remember on old FIFA's, like kind of like how Mike Say said, when you see City, you knew Vincent Company ball headed ass was on there and, and he was very solid. You feel me? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I mean, when they won the league title in 2012, Vincent Company was the Premier League player this season. So that shows you when they won that league, even though they had Silva, Cunaguero, Yaya, he was the hallmark of the team because their defense was underrated. It was very solid. He scored timely goals. The captain, that leadership, we see it now as a manager. He's already won the championship with Burnley in record time. Hey, man, he's shown that. He is a great thinker on the pitch and off the pitch. Um, I'm going to go and I'm going to show you I'm not biased, man. <clears throat> I'm going to go with Vidic. Vidic was so good. He made people think Rio Ferdinand was his, was better than we remember. And he was so good. Ephraim, you can attest to this. He had Michael Carrick looking like Busquets. Yep. He was shutting down everything. The way... And that's why I think it's, you know, it's a distinction between the different eras of football. If you just like Rio Ferdinand is more like Van Dyke. They're great dribblers, ball progressors. They're very good with their positional movement for their size. They're very technical. And Van Dyke, his great thing was his positioning and his quickness at his peak was so great. He had that streak where, you know, it was hard for you to dribble past him. With Vidic, you could dribble past him, but his recovery time was so crazy, he's getting the first ball, the second ball. And especially when you remember that Manchester United, that one uh, three PLs in a row, went to two Champions League, or what? They went to the Champions League 2008, 2009, 2011. Vidic was carrying that defense. Who was even that goal? Who was even your goalie at the time? It was a uh, was a Vandersar still. Yeah, Grandpa Vandersar, come on, man, he was a senior <laughs> citizen at the time. Man, Vidic was holding it down for everybody. I'm giving it to Vidic. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna keep it a hundred, Marcus. Uh, Vidic is not on this. Uh, I mean, uh, Van Dyke is not on, on the, in the comp between Vidic, John Terry, and company. Bro, John maybe, Terry got as many as much silverware. Maybe, maybe he, he single handedly dominate like that. Are they comparing niggas to? Are they back? Bro, they comparing Dan's guy to Van Dyke. Bro, they comparing the next greats to Van Dyke right now. They, they not doing that for. They not doing that for Terry right now. I don't know who those guys are, and I don't care about those guys. Saliba, 
might, you, you might have a competition against maybe company, but looking at Vintage, bro, it's between, to me it's between Vintage and, and John. And I say this because John had better longevity and was more consistent throughout his career. And he definitely led the team. He, you know, he had moments where he came up with big goals. But with Vintage, he was like a fucking monster. Like his recovery speed, it was crazy. Like his physicality, it was scary. Like everything about Vidage, like he really was a complete like defender. And to be in a team like that United team at that time and be so demanding and be able to control a team like that, bro, that was a lot. And it made like, you know, like Dan said, it made guys like Rio Ferdinand look like they're world class. Like Rio to me is one of England's best defenders. But if he had played or had stayed at West Ham, you would not be talking about him as people do like as they do with him at, at United. And that's because he's played with players like, like Vittage, like Vittage was able to really control that back line, even with Gary Neville in the team with ever in the team with them being, you know, captains previously, like whoever it was, like they knew like Vittage was that guy in the back line. So to me, it's, it's hard for me to pick between them two, but I'm going to go with John because of course Chelsea, but like Vittage bro, like his, him at his peak was was one of the best things you could probably compare it to like maybe some of the great Italians like Naldini and stuff like that. But to me, like Vintage is prime, like he really was one of the best defenders we've seen in the league. Man, the trophies to, to, to prove it. Hey man, Jake, I don't even know Jake, if I gotta Jake. say anything, y'all. Thank you. Cause uh, you Van already Dyke know where I was three, going. Bro. Yeah. Huh? Van Dyke top <laughs> three, bro. And John Terry ain't in that three. Uh, okay, hey, look, I ain't gonna go there with John Terry. I think John Terry was a solid. Yeah, he was. Very, he was good. He was very. Yeah, good. yeah. He ain't but, better than Sol Campbell, even. But it's okay. He mm, trophies. It's like, oh, wow. That's the. I hear you, Dan. You know, he's um, a, he's another mascot like Roy Keane. You know, uh, little white men that wouldn't last in today's game. You know? Look how you're talking. It's the truth. Well, I mean, look, there's a lot of Arsenal guys that be looking like that too. Like who? Who? Who had the defensive? Because that's what Wenger. I don't. I don't even want to bring that up. But that's what Wenger was innovative as. Colotore mm. could play in today's game. So Campbell could play in today's game. Ashley Cole could play in today's game. Lauren I mean, could play in today's game. That's what. That's what gave Wenger the advantage. About, I don't know about Torre and then So Campbell, but nah, those boys could play today. They were. Colo Torre was a defensive midfielder that became a center back. That's what the game is today. He so, damn near like what five, six, well, about seven years removed from playing. Yeah, Celtic, no, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. So Campbell is basically Van Dyke size, but he could actually defend better. I mean, that's why. Oh, you're a sicko, bro. He was. He was but again, Van Dyke went a year. He went two years with people trying to dribble past him until Pepe went a whole game trying to get get one dribble. I mean, bro, those are those are nice little stats, but yeah, it's that, like, was a, that was that was a very was, good stat. That's impressive. It's a nice stat, but overall, like when you look at the other defenders and undefeated, their... undefeated at home for three years, bro. Hey, hey look, so Campbell undefeated for a season, man. It's different. Mm. Come on, man. Vintage three straight championships, three, three straight Premier Leagues after he got there. Um, yeah, big man, he was that Spartak Moscow man. I didn't know exactly. that. So yeah, I, I ain't really got to say much. Y'all don't really gave all the plaudits that he needs to have. Uh, yeah, I, I was I became a United fan like pretty much you know right before he got there. So uh, I saw a prime vintage, and 
I'm sorry. Yeah, and I think he could play in today's game too. Yeah, um, sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, but but to me, look, I, I'll give you this, Marcus. Absolutely, Van Dyke changed the back line and the team uh, that is what you see of Liverpool as of like last year, the year before, and stuff like that. Not this year, obviously. Y'all, y'all not. He's not looking too good this year. But, man, and everybody deserves a, has an off year. So let's not let's not act like Vidic didn't have an off year or Terry didn't have an off year or others either. So sure. at the same time, though, yeah, there, there's no doubt in my mind. And you can call me biased, but I got an Arsenal fan and a Chelsea fan confirming how much they, they saw Vidic and how much they rated him. And I agree with you guys. Rio Ferdinand, he was fine. I don't rate him as high as a lot of United fans mm-hmm. rate him. I think he was a good compliment to yeah. somebody like Nemanja Vidic. That's what, that's what he, Nemanja Vidic, like you said, made him look a lot better than he probably would have been on a lot of other teams. Um, but the man, the, the man's resume speaks for itself, man. The dude got five Premier Leagues. I mean, total losses. He only has 27 lo- Premier League losses in his, in his career there in yeah. 200 games, 200 matches. I mean, two, uh, one Champions League, three appearances. Uh, I mean, we can go on and on. I know stats don't always speak for themselves, but if you watch the man play, and I know I've saw a lot of comments on Twitter and talking about this, that, and the other, oh, watch the game, watch the game. Yeah, well, watch the man. Have you seen him play? The man was a destroyer in the back. He was really good at, like, catching the last man before he got to goal. Come on. Like, to me, hands down, the manager Vidic, maybe Van Dyke is up in the top three. But nah, he ain't he ain't he ain't better than the manager Vidic, though. No, no way. Sorry. Hey, I can see this, bro. Jamie Carragher ain't nowhere near no top ten in in my book. I mean, he's not in the top fifty, man. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, okay, he can be in the top fifty, but I mean, hey, that guy's not going. He's not in the Hall of Fame discussion for sure. We were talking about Hall of Famers, Anthony. As that is a center back. What's your scope, man? Is is it is John Stones the one? Hey, man. Uh, I was gonna <laughs> take a back seat to this conversation because my football knowledge and of the heritage of the game is is very small, and and I'm a, I'm a novice coming into this. But uh, yeah, Stones is good. What I've seen a company, awesome. Marcus, I'm sorry. I gotta throw. I gotta throw some some more dirt on your stats against Van Dyke. All that no dribble, dribble stuff, and uh, undefeated at home for three years. Y'all still only won the league once in that time span. So, yeah, Um, bro, bro, financial fair play is coming. (laughs) We talk about defense, man. (laughs) We talk about stopping goals, man. Um, so company has some uh, epic moments that I saw. Uh, other than that, man, that's it, Dan. I dig it. Now, let's talk about some uh, busters real quick. I'm, well, I'm sorry. You know, they're mobs. They playing the Champions League tomorrow against Real Madrid. Frank Lampard is back at the helm again. Mike, say, well, how are you feeling going into this Champions League match? Are you optimistic? Lucas let up. Lucas let up. Mike say. Mike say. It's like no. <laughs> but, Special uh, guest. Uh no. Um, bro. <clears throat> um, listen. I'm not too optimistic. 
we, we just haven't been able to catch a look of form, bro. And it's like, I know in soccer, anything can happen. You feel me? Um, so I'm going to tell you what, how I feel, and I'm going to tell you what we need to do. So how I feel, don't feel pretty, I don't feel confident at all, bro. There's nothing that's shown me that I should be confident, but it's like, I've seen little glimpses of how we play when it's like time to come up big and stuff like that. But, you know, I just don't think this is a, a four back system. This is not a four back, a four in the back team. And I think Frank Lampard is going to force it. And it, I think it's just too, too late in the season to try to implement the ideas and everything of that nature. Um, so, I mean, we, we go and see, but how I think we should approach it, obviously, you know what I'm saying? every single player on that pitch should know that they can compete with Real Madrid. You feel me? Like, nonetheless, bro, okay, we've been having a bad season, but the quality, we've had, some would argue we'd have, we had less quality on our team and we we still gave gave Real Madrid some issues. So I would take that mentality going into it. Obviously, Frank Lampard's the coach, so you have to have that fighting mentality. And with that being said, I would just, you know, go to the burner, burner bay out and then just like, and try to and try to do a job. I mean, even if it means tying one one or drawing zero zero or even at worst case scenario a one nil loss, and then coming back home and seeing if you could turn that around. And so that's how I would go into the situation. But it's fuck up, man. It's fuck up, Charlie. We need we need, we need a fucking striker bad, bad bro, bad. And I think. A, a boomerang, you know, a boomerang like the company. You know, I think him. Oh lord, the stylist. Uh, hopefully, he does a job, bro. I don't know. He he did a job last year against. Oh, against uh, I, don't, I don't know. Bro. <laughs> think he gonna get some time to, to play? What you think he'll get some PT? Is he even registered? He got. not even registered. Hey, he got some time last week. You're right. He's not even registered. So I take that back. Mm, so it's like uh, at this point. He said, wait, yeah. Who knows going to say the Joao, the Joao Felix, the Joao Felix uh, experiment ain't working? I mean, it is, but the, that is just the like, bro, if, you, if you're relying on Joao Felix fair. to score your goals, bro, <clears throat> you're not going to get real far. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. He's a nice luxury player. He's a nice additive. You feel me? It's great mm-hmm. to have Joao Felix on your team. Bro, imagine you have, I don't know, you have another striker that's like literally, bro, give me, hypothetically speaking, I'm not saying give me him for real. But give me that season when 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 uh Tammy Abraham scored 15 goals, bro. Mm. Yeah. You give me that type of striker or fucking Giroud when Giroud was scoring oh. buckets uh, in the in the fucking UCL. You give me that type of production at the striker position and job grandpa. Mm. I'm just saying, my point is if you get some more production at the at the striker position, Jao Felix would look that much more better. But having Jao Felix as our out and out. Lifeline, bro. That shit not gonna get you far, bro. Cletus, Cletus, you going to the White House? How you feeling, man? Uh, yep, 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 yep. Ramadan Benz is out in the streets. Whoa, nothing spookier than Ramadan Benz in the streets. <laughs> and the way that boy is moving, man, he might put three on our head. Mm. But I'm afraid, you know, he has no energy like Mane did. And like, hey, man, look at him. Look what he's wishing for. Hey, Salah didn't have energy, but then he found it. What did y'all give him, Marcus? He goggled some water like Benz did. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, honestly, 
if we could get out of that game, get, you know, a one out of it, you know, or a one, one, I'd definitely be pleased with that. Take it back to the bridge. We could definitely, you know, like you said, it's champions league season, anything could happen, especially in knockout football. And there's no more away leg um, advantages. So if we could definitely try to defend as best as possible, which is definitely going to be tough against this, you know, this Madrid team that's very great at counterattacking and, you know, spreading the ball on the wings. But if we could definitely leave the burning bed with the, with, you know, with the one, one score line or a one nil score line, I'll definitely be pleased. Yeah. I mean, honestly, bro, I, 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 you know, sometimes I feel as if these coaches, these people, they make, they make the game of soccer very hard than it and make it harder than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Me personally, bro, I don't need to see like respectfully, I don't need to see Cucurella on the field. Just put Ben Shua there. And it, it, it for me it's all about the lineup. It's all about the how we come out, bro. Because if we come out on some fuckery and Ruben Loftus Sheik is playing here and Cucurella is playing here and Kulebale is getting isolated on the left on the left center back position getting Get put in a spin cycle. It's gonna be a long day. It's gonna be a long day, bro. Yeah, and Real, Real is fresh off a nil-nil draw after their four-nil thrashing of Barcelona and the Copa del Rey. So they have a you know, and you guys had a draw this weekend, right? Or was it an L? It's an L. Oh it's my L. bad, I forgot. It's a loss. They all blend in. Yeah. Please respect. respect, respect. <laughs> all the days are good. All the days are gloomy right now. Please, oh, please, please have some respect, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's talk about another European matchup. It's oh, not a flashy oh, one. Go ahead. Yeah, before we move on, what is your what is your take on that? On this hey, man. I want What's my to get... take on this match. Yeah. Bricks. All white bricks. White tad bricks. Yeah, it's all about the White House, man. It's all about Real Madrid, man. Just hit a lick. Hey, man. What about they, what about you, Ephraim? They brought in my hey, Mike say they brought in Lampard to do what? Bro. To lose? Is he the new is he the new uh, what was the last goose who hitting? I don't know, but hey, once I seen I feel, feel, I feel you, I feel you they brought in Lampard to do what, but but nigga, once I seen the uh I don't know what's his name, Ruben or whoever that interim coach was, bro. Once I seen that nigga's first substitution was uh, uh, Connor Gallagher, bro. The way I wanted to steal the nigga, bro. I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, get him out of here too. Fuck it. <laughs> he's a de- he's a descendant of um uh, of uh, Potter. Get him out of man, here. Yeah, he's from his you know he's from his staff, man. My take. I'm 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 rolling with Dan on this one. I'm sorry. Look, I, look, I love this misery. I'm loving seeing this. We had to suffer last year, all season last year. Everybody was laughing it up, low-hanging fruit, Manchester United, blah, blah, blah. I'm loving what I'm seeing this year from Chelsea. Yep. 11th place hey, in the hey, Premier hey, League, hey. and I want to see y'all go down in the Champions League as well. Hey, so, yep, hey, hey. all day long. It might be my heart speaking, but you know what? I don't care. I'm with it. All white bricks, baby. You had the opportunity to advance out of the group. What happened? Talk to us. Yeah, well, don't worry. Now they're in your competition. You guys have won it twice. Yeah, y'all, gonna, y'all might race. be in the conference league next year. Nah, they ain't even getting that. They're gonna be in the. Uh, they're gonna be in the Papa John's FA Cup, whatever you know that little league joint. Even the preseason we doing right now is it's it's the. <laughs> <laughs> 
You see the competition y'all playing in the preseason? I will be live and direct to see Miggy score on y'all head. Hey, man. <laughs> Our associates in the preseason is not who I want to be rubbing shoulders with. You ain't lying. <laughs> well, Ephraim, yes. you got a European showdown as well against Sevilla. They're 13th in La Liga. You're at home. This should be a walkthrough, right? You would think so, but I ain't got look. I'm not gonna sit there and uh, nah, I'm, I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna fall for the bait, Dan. Nice try. Uh, it should be on paper, absolutely. But we just saw what happened with us against Brent, uh, Brentford. We, we thought we was gonna smash him in that game, ended up winning one nil. So I'm not gonna say it's gonna be a walkthrough, but but you know, I got us winning maybe one, two nil, something like that. Um, so yeah, off of two home wins in the in the Premier League, yeah, I can see us holding it down still at uh, Old Trafford. So um, yeah, we ain't got to talk much more about this. We, we all eat the uh, Euro European uh, Euro uh, League, so <laughs> we ain't got to stay on this one too long. Yeah, don't even know what it's called. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for the CL next year. That's what I'm ready I for. I feel you, man. Arsenal needs five more points to qualify for the Champions League. Let's get it. <laughs> but before we go, you know what we got to do first. We got to hear Marcus with that MLS minute. What you got, man? Once again, MLS Minute, we got two games that we're going to spotlight. And then we got some news, man. Yeah, we got a couple stories coming out of MLS. First game we watched this week was Seattle and St. Louis. It was the battle of the top in the West, Western Conference. Yeah, they the Americans have conferences, if people don't know. Um, what is that? Seattle had took their first loss. I mean, not Seattle, but uh, St. Louis had took their first loss last week. And um, they had a battle with in this game. Uh, what was that? Seattle just came out there and just watched them boys, to be quite honest with you. They got them up out of the 3-0. Uh, the last goal was an own goal. The second game, you already know who I watched, ATL United versus uh, New York City this week. And uh, it was pretty dry in that first half, man. Um, but second half, that's when the action got kind of hot. 66 minute. Uh, Ibarra slotted in kind of. I thought I, when I was watching it live, it looked more like a 50 50, but he came in kind of hot. Uh, he came in sliding, so um, you know, they gave him a yellow. We thought everything was all good, but uh, MLS VAR intervenes again, another six minutes. Homie come back to the sideline and then he give him a red, so uh, we down 10 men then. Uh, but what's funny, we we got the better chances. And uh, we get a chance in the uh, box off a free kick. And uh, Almada saves it, looks up, and plays it to the Greek. I'll, I can't say that homie name. I, I, I'm going to still practice. I got y'all next week. Um, ten minutes after that, we start to get dominated because uh, they are down ten men. And um, this guy Pereira strikes it outside the box 1-1. One, one, and we take that. I mean, we take that draw, man. We move forward. But this week, our stories, we got uh, in the New York Red Bulls game versus San Jose, we got a little racism going on, man. Player Dante Vazanier 
a four foot. Oh, I thought, hey, Lukaku's not involved in this. No, bro, we got multiple racism this week, man. They wilding out here, bro. Um, I don't know the slur that was said, but uh, Dante Vazir, I don't know where you from, homie, but he a four for NY Red Bull. He made a racial slur, uh, slur towards uh, the San Jose Four, Jeremy Ibise. I can't say homie name. Sorry about that. And um, at first they said he didn't even he didn't even look at him, but one of his teammates said he he had done uh, hurt him, and then the guy repeated it again, and um, he stayed on the pitch. He didn't um he didn't get removed, and we we gonna give you more detail. The league talking about suspending him and sending that boy to counseling, man. Uh, the second story. This is about time that the fraud of the MLS retires. The boy Brad Guzan is done again for the season. Last year was a rupture, uh, Achilles. This year, torn MCL. I get to him though, bro. Man stayed on the pitch. They said it happened uh, 18 minutes in the game. And um, we got – they had about seven shots. I'm looking at the stats afterwards. So, uh, you know, respect for that. But, uh, yeah, man, fraud of the fraud of the league. I think that's the thing that – I'm. we're going to go deeper into that um, in a couple weeks. The reason I think that the MLS is lacking is because we keep having these old, dusty goalkeepers – they can't keep up with the new tactics. And that's why we got dudes that can't even get on the pitch playing for Man City, trying to go for the U.S. Uh, men's national team. But, hey, man, we up out of here, man. Next week, we'll catch y'all, man, MLS Minute. I dig that. I appreciate that, Marcus. And before we go into In the Club All-Star Champagne Goal of the Week, I got a new segment called Tweets from Clay. This is from three hours ago, and I quote, I only speak German when I'm mad, end quote. What's up with that? Is that racism as well, Clay? What is that? I, I think, you know, my, my old German connects, connect, Togolese German connection comes about best, you know. Hmm. Colonialism? During uh, the passion at a game. I don't know what it is. All right, all right. And you know, then, he, then he retweeted, fresh from Rick FCB underscore, Nigelsman from August to late March lost three games in all competitions. Tucho has lost two and four games as coach. This is all caps. Thank you so much, Brazo, Khan, and Heiner. Thank you. I hope you're happy. End quote. You so you feeling that, huh? Hey man, we was we was <laughs> we was looking for trouble. What does Brazo mean, bro? In four games, he's a sporting director. He 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 caused all this. He calls Nigelsman. This, you know, the the story of Byron's season. Maybe I'll write this. The story of Byron's season all comes down to skiing. Manuel Nor ended his season what? skiing. Nigelsman goes skiing. Byron's board gets mad and fires him. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. No vacay during the season, y'all. Please, bro. No skiing. Period. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can vacay and sit down like like Sana. He be vacaying and relaxing. Shout out to him and his baby mama in Manchester, you know. But aside, man, champagne goal of the week. I'm going with Rodri. God damn, that shit was like that. Yeah, man. That was a finger with his weak foot. You look at the curve on it. He had 
Nabry once again lost on the pitch. He was right next to Rodri marking him. Then he said, Oh, he ain't gonna do nothing, just walked away, walked away. The bat the pass came to him. Musiala saw it coming. He tried to get there, got hit with the barbecue chicken, excuse me, young man, and hit him with the weak with his weak foot. Nothing Ederson could do about it. Or sorry, uh Samer could do about it. So yeah, that's my champagne goal of the week. Claytis, what's your champagne goal of the week? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Bernardo Silva. You know how much I love and rate that boy. But that that open free header in the back post, you know. And that Ubum, Howland cross, right? Yeah, yeah. Ubum kind of losing the ball. Whoa, Howland, whoa, why Ubum why do you ignore that one? Because no, like, I was I was gonna walk into the whole play. <laughs> okay. I was My gonna bad. walk into the play. Don't worry. My bad. But, uh, the Upa Makano, you know, him losing the ball in the midfield. There was no outlet for him, and then boom, the pressure came. Holland got the ball. That honestly, that's one of those goals where you see like it's like in FIFA, it's like, oh, that's a goal. Like as soon as you saw yeah. Holland cross that, you're like, yeah, somebody's just gonna come in. Uh, Merry Christmas, you know. And Bernardo, my boy, was there to to score that one. For sure, Anthony. What's your champagne goal of the week? Man, I have to go with that Rodri one. <clears throat> Hate to take yours, but that's that's what it is. That's your hey, a banger. For sure, yeah. teamwork makes the dream work, man. Anybody yep. can take that goal. It's special. Uh, Ephraim, who you rolling with? Yeah, it's hard not to say that uh, Rodri goal, but I'm gonna go with uh, Matthias Delic, the the uh, goal that uh, Bayern had. Over the week, over the weekend, mm. I, I mean, we've been down on buying all, all pod today, but at least they got something over the weekend. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm we beat Freiburg one nil. Yeah, hey, 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 it wins a win, right? And uh, Delic yeah. had a hell of a goal for that one. So, so that's my goal of the week, just because of that. But uh, <laughs> that Roger joint was sweet, though. It was sweet for sure. Marcus, who you rolling with? Hey man, I watched that Mario movie, man, and uh, shout out to this boy's son on that hundredth goal for the club, man. That boy hit that <laughs> rocket in that motherfucker. Is that racism? Son is from South Korea. Mario's from a Japanese company. Oh wow! Hey, I did, hey, oh, wow. hey, 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 this is racism show. Retract, 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 retract that statement, please. I retract that. I retract that, man. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, trying no. to go out there. So sorry. Oh, no, oh, that's racist, too. Oh, that's racist, bad. too, y'all. Come uh, on now. Whoops. My bad. Mike, say, yeah, what's yeah. your shit? go of the week. No racism. We Come on, man. No, nah, I'm going to have to go with Rodri, bro. bro. I'm sorry. Um, I, I uh, <clears throat> The thing about it is my friend is at the Manchester City game, so I've seen it from a different angle, bro. Mm. It, it's crazy, bro. It, it's cra- I've seen it from not the angle. I've seen it from the opposite angle that the TV showed us from. So Word. It, 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 that shit was crazy, bro. It's just seeing the atmosphere when that joint happened. I'm gonna just have to go with that. I dig it. And who you in the club with, Mike? You know who who you rolling with this week, man? Who balled so hard that they can pop bottles with you? I mean, we know what you do in DC. Come on, AKT Promotions is known. Come on, man. Who you inviting to your section? So this weekend? Yeah, man. If I had to invite somebody, bro. It's gonna be my boy Holland, okay? Yeah, oh, okay. Breaking records. Okay. Niggas hate to see it. Niggas don't like it. There's <laughs> niggas in this room that don't like it. They don't like Play it. This. Play said, this. Niggas said they want to see 30. Yeah, we, we know who it is. Uh, he might uh, see 45. 
He, he all right, all right, all right. We, we get we get the point. We it's get calm. the point. It's collective. It's something to celebrate about, man. Clay, oh. hey, is so you gonna invite John Terry in the club to you know deflect Holland from you? What's going on? Hey, man, if Holland pulls up with a young, of course I'm playing the JT card. Oh, Dirty Mac All Stars. All stars, you know, you know how JT is. <laughs> gonna take yours, but um, you know, th- this week I- I'm gonna bring Brazo, Heina, and we're gonna bring the FC Bayern checkbook, and we're just gonna keep spending it because that's what we're doing, bro. My name, you know, mm, that was slight work. We're just gonna mm, keep putting mm. the checkbook for anybody. All bottles on FC Hollywood this weekend. Right. I had a Brazo. <laughs> Marcus, who you in the club with, man? Hey, man, I'm gonna go ahead and address it directly, man. Man, um, we we out the the Jew race, hey, and what? um, what? And um, <laughs> you know, um, so I'm bringing Jurgen, I'm bringing FSG, and I'm bringing that white boy back in there, bro. We gonna figure this shit the fuck out, man. Hey, man. Yeah, Marcus. Yeah, I'm Marcus not, sound like Stephen A. When he has to apologize, that's next. Oh, man. Sorry, hey, man. Marcus. I was gonna bring the Ramadan boys in there, but they, I got I got to chill out on the. On man, the, we got uh, sparkling cider for them. Hey, man, the Ramadan boys, let's go, man. <laughs> Anthony, who you in the club with, man? Man, I'm with uh Thomas T- Tuchel, man. Oh no. <laughs> For, oh, for throwing the match, well, yeah, you, for are taking... you still enjoying that Tuchel back? Yeah, man, you know, <laughs> for uh, taking part in the demise in two clubs in one season, um, and, and tossing the Champions League just for the sake of City to move on to the final, you know, yeah, we got a semi final after this one, but the confidence we get from here is it will catapult us to hoisting the trophy. So, I'm gonna I'm buy him a drink, man. Thank him. Oh, bro, give him some shisha. He don't deserve no drink. <laughs> he from who you in the club with, man? Pains me to say it, but I said it kind of earlier in the pod. I'm going with City because they've been on a roll. They still, like like Anthony had alluded to before, they got a chance to go for a trouble, believe it or not. So uh, it's hard not to deny what they've been doing recently. So, um, yeah, City coming up in there with me today. Word, word. You know who I'm in the club with, man? I'm in the club with uh, Victor Oshiman. Talked about him last week in his orange bandana pants. Now his groin hurts. That brother don't want to play. He's ready to relax. He's ready to take it easy. And he's looking for a bidding war. Place your bets. I heard Byron said $100 million isn't enough. They said it's too much. Clay, what's going on with the bread? Hey, man, no, don't worry. The checkbook is ready. We paid 70-something for, for Henner, Henner's, uh, Hernandez. Yeah. Okay. I you dig know it. We're we, we going to be 35 for grabbing? 35 for grabbing, bro? Yeah, I don't know, man. But me and Oshiman going to be with DeVito, man. We're going to be with DeVito in the club, right, Mike? Nah, hold on. Question. <laughs> so, Clay, does you think Osh- uh, Victor is the answer? No, 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 I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is, this is, wow. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> just to answer that little detail, this is Brazil FC. So, 
Yeah, Osimhen is gonna come to Chelsea. Is gonna come to uh, Bayern. You know, if Napoli likes a fee, and trust me, Brazil's gonna do what he got to do to to get him there. You talk. You were talking about things. Oh, I bet, bet, bet. You talking about you talking about Bayern? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see transfer news and more coming soon because even when the season ends, it never ends. Thanks, Mike, say, for pulling up. It's not going to be the last time. You might have to pull up again next week if y'all get a crazy result in a positive way. We don't want to embarrass you if y'all get flu flamed. But, hey, you're always welcome, Mike. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you, fellas, man. For sure. And for Ephraim, Cletus, Anthony on the way to see Mario. Marcus thought Mario was South Korean. Hey, it's your man, Dan. <laughs> Champagne Soccer, the best podcast dedicated to the beautiful game. We're going to holler at y'all next week. Peace. And Marcus, what we got to do, man? Till next time, man. Keep your pinkies up.